0: think women been freaks from the jump it's just like if we think about like grief mythology and just like historically like pussy been around it's just hey you're listening to the sweet pasta experience I'm your host sweet pasta aka the princess ho and this podcast is for all the princess hoes and the men that love us so sit back relax and enjoy princess house and homies it's sweet pasta aka the princess oh thank y'all so much for listening to my podcast make sure y'all subscribe leave a review and share the podcast with a homie also leave a donation on the anchor website or just send me some money on cash app sweet pasta One Thousand. Hey! So, today, I am super excited. We have a special episode. Sweet Pasta is getting interviewed. Hey! Yes. so, one of my sweeties reached out to me. He was like, Sweet Pasta, you're really cool. I want to know about you. Woo, woo, woo. So, I got one of my sweeties on the phone. Um, We'll call him Curious, because Curious, uh, I admire how bold he was to reach out to me. Because a lot of sweeties, a lot of pursuers out there are curious about sweet pasta, but I just really respect that he reached out to me, was like, Oh, I want to know more about you and your podcast and how sweet is the pasta, blah 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 blah. So curious, are you there?
1: I'm here. I'm here. I'm glad to be here and uh to get started.
0: Awesome. So first of all, thank you so much for being on the podcast, the sweet pasta experience. Um time is valuable. I do not take this for granted. And just, I'm very grateful for your interest in me because I'm sure there's people in this world who want attention, who want someone to think that they're cool. So just just thank you.
1: No problem. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for giving me the time to um, further explore you and your podcast. So I appreciate that.
0: So let's get a crack in. Uh, give, hit me with the questions. Hit me with the questions.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. So my very first question. My first question that pops to mind is What inspired you to begin this podcast? Oh,
0: I love this question. I love this question. So, I've always had a dream of having a talk show. Ever since I was a little girl, I've always been vocal, outspoken. Like when I was three or four years old, I was giving my mom fashion advice uh, at the store. So, I've always been confident in speaking. And then uh, recently, when I had moved to South Florida, Um, I had a friend of mine, uh, I was telling him about my sexual adventures, and I wasn't sure if he was telling me this to hold me accountable for my dreams, or if he was being polite and not wanting to say I talk too much. So he had planted the seed. He was like, hey, you should have your own podcast, since you like talking so much, and you know, you you enjoy it, so... Um, February 14th of 2022 of this year, I started the Sweet Pasta Experience.
1: Ah, interesting, interesting. Okay, got a little origin story. All right. So that, that kind of segues into my next question. Um, So where do you think your views on sexual ethics come from? Like, how have they been shaped over time? How have they changed over time? Uh, did you start with this attitude towards sexuality, or did you have to evolve toward it? Ooh, first of all, sexual ethics.
0: Hello vocabulary. Oh you know Sweet Pasta is a whole sapiosexual. So when you speak of uh, sexual ethics, are you speaking more so like my views on sex and how I believe one should execute execute and express their sexuality? Yes. Question. You know,
1: so yeah, go ahead.
0: How do you- question? How do you perceive my sexuality? my sexual expression. Like if you were to explain hmm. this to someone,
1: hmm. I would say and this is just based off perception, um but it's going to take some time for me to uh, familiarize myself some more with it. But um I would say it's 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 comfortable. Um I would say that it's unapologetic, not that it has to be apologetic, you know? Um just lack of a better word at this time, but I think that you're very comfortable and centered in in your sexuality, I mean it is a part of who you are, it's a part of who we are so um and I think that that's something that um could be inspiring for other people who perhaps may not be comfortable in their own skin and their own being as yet because that isn't a part of our being and uh, through your um podcast i I see that you're that you don't feel that it's something that has to um that it's not something that is a shameful thing or you know generally speaking, so often. Universally, a lot of sexual ethics are very, um, how do we say, they spin it in kind of a negative light or something to repress or something always to curtail. And I and I think the language and the vocabulary that's traditionally been used for, for the attitude towards sexuality has shaped kind of unhealthy attitudes. So I think what you provide is kind of a healthy, comfortable being um, and space for um, sexuality and shaping attitudes toward it.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And your mom did a really good job raising you. Like I could tell you you're thoughtful and you read. So keep doing what you're doing. Uh, so, but to answer your question, (laughs) to answer your question, what has shaped my sexual ethics? I, so just sweet pasta nature. I've, I've been fearless since I came out the womb. My, my family hates it, but I'm fearless. I get more caught up in the fun that I could have versus the danger that I can endure. And with sexuality, when I started being sexually active around 14, 60% curiosity, uh six, 40% insecurity, like seeking boy and male validation. And then I'm a very big proponent of everything happens for a reason and use your pain for a purpose. Um, and as I became more sexually active in my early teens, I experienced slut shaming people making fun of me for my sexual choices because, uh, unfortunately women and girls were taught that your value decreases the more bodies you have depending on who you ask. And that led me to, at one point wanted to take my life, commit suicide. But then as time go- went on, I just started being more empowered by my sexual choices because it was the freedom of it. Like, y'all can say what y'all want, but I'm going to enjoy myself. And then also people, influential leaders like Nicki Minaj, she helped me see the world. Like, wow, you don't have to be dumb and sexual. Like, you can be ambitious, have goals, and and express your sexuality. So women like her. And then just having conversations with women who were, Sexually timid, which I totally get because the world has no mercy for the sexually confident, sexually liberated woman. And just knowing that the things that people are insecure about, I should be grateful and maximize on that confidence. And at the end of the day, not talking about something is not going to help it. Um, And I appreciate you saying in your statement earlier. um, And why I'm so passionate about what I do is it's it's a human experience. It's a, it's yeah. a s- sexuality, getting your freak on. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, like Missy say, huh? Like who? Like Missy. Oh, yes.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. You know, it's interesting. Um, what you said just now reminded me of something I recall you saying in the, one of the earlier episodes mm-hmm. of the Sweet Pasta Experience, is when you said, um, things are not happening to you. They're happening for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that resonated with me. Um, I did just, just, just that phrasing and, and, and I can see that in how you recount your, your experience growing up, you know, that kind of shame and, or, or that, you know, people were attempting to shame you and so forth. So yeah, I, I definitely see that there. So that kind of, that makes me ask. That makes me wonder then, um, you know, you spoke, you know, at some length about how when you were younger, some people in school, et cetera, used to spread rumors and try to tarnish your name. Uh, you spoke about how you did overcome possible feelings of shame. So what would you say is the difference between guilt and shame? Ooh,
0: gosh, you're making me think. I would have to go to a dictionary for that if we want to be play the mm. accurate game. But... <laughs>
1: It's based on, you know, like uh, primary perceptions, like first things that come to your head.
0: Yes, I figured. That's, that's my only way out. Only way out. Guilt is related to responsibility, actions that you've taken. And then my perception of shame is people projecting judgment on you, whether you intentionally did it, or not did it. For example, we can talk about... Hmm. Hmm. I wish I could provide an example. Guilt would be, for example... What, I'll, I'll express how it went down with me becoming sexually active. Guilt would be breaking my mom's heart for being sexually active because I snuck out the house. Because I shouldn't yeah. have done that. I knew that. Yeah. But shame came when people judge me for being sexually active. And more of a
1: public affair.
0: Yeah, public affair. Because I I didn't do anything wrong when I was oh besides sneaking out the house. I shouldn't have done that. Uh I take responsibility for that. But the fact that I didn't um I didn't lie to the guy. I didn't have a boyfriend he didn't have a girlfriend from my understanding. I wasn't trying to get pregnant by the star athlete in school, um, to come up and get some bread. Like I operated out of honesty and the shame of like, he got all the, the Bravo and the congratulations. I, like, Oh snap you that nigga. Woo, woo, woo. But me, um, it automatically assumed, Oh, uh, she's a loser. She's insecure. Like, that shame with that, that wasn't what I was expecting. Like, I was just acting on my curiosity and desires just like he did. So I think that's what comes mm. with guilt and shame. Guilt is when you do something that uh, that was wrong, you intentionally did it. Shame is what people put on you, regardless if it's good-natured or bad-natured. Mm.
1: Mm. I like that. I like that um, perspective. <clears throat> Why do you think female sexuality has been policed for so long? Ooh,
0: there's some different theories that I like. Um, I like the people who are into sexual therapy who really like studied, um, sexuality and things of that nature. I think it's, hmm, I think it's just closed mindedness. People just assuming that, um, kind of like rooted in capitalism, like your body is meant to produce babies.
1: And this, uh, it's a commodity
0: yeah yeah so if you're not producing babies like what are you doing with your bodies um uh,
1: yeah it, it, it dehumanizes women into a machine like yeah i can see
0: that yeah because yeah. the more babies you make the more workers you have on this earth the more workers you have the more uh the more profit labor yep so that's why i think yep. it is and i think also okay. oh what were you going to say Oh, no, go ahead. I was like, I think also uh especially recently, um, and this is not a conversation of delayed sexual gratification, because I do believe there's value in delayed gratification. Like you shouldn't just have sex so instantly, like everything that you want, you shouldn't have instantly. Uh, I do Damn. think that some uh there is a fear from what I've been told by men that they fear lack of control. So just the idea of of a woman being able to provide for herself, at least the more Mm -hmm. modern woman. Like, before, you could slut-shame a woman and scare her into closing her legs because, oh, if you're a whore, no man wants a woman who's been around the block who has bodies on her. But nowadays, because women can provide for themselves, you can't slut-shame women into um, being wifeys because... Okay, he don't marry me, but I could still provide for myself. Uh, so that's that's another theory I have. It's just.
1: I see. I see. You know, I remember um, you. You said that when you were younger, you were enthralled by, you know, the event of Nicki Minaj. Like, did you and did you feel that the celebrity personas before her, like Beyonce, Destiny's Child, do you feel like they didn't represent you well enough? One
0: hundred percent, and I still roll my eyes when people represent. Or they try to put Beyonce in my face. Like, she is cold. Beyonce has a mean work ethic. Amazing. And she does what she does. However, mm. when I was coming up, I couldn't relate to Beyonce. Because in my eyes, she was this beautiful woman who was married and all, and had a beautiful body. And I was like, that's cool. But for someone who had a low self-esteem, who wasn't pretty, who was bullied, it was just like, you're putting criteria on me that doesn't fit. Kind of like expecting a fish to climb a tree.
1: Like,
0: Three, yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate Nicki Minaj because, because she was a different version of womanhood. And I feel like the world would be a better mm-hmm. place if girls had diverse role models. Not saying this is good, this is bad, because I believe in quantum physics or metaphysics, um, the idea that multiple realities exist. So not to say that there's no value in... Waiting until marriage, being a girlfriend, wifehood, and all that—that's great. People like Beyonce, but everyone does not, and everyone cannot aspire to that. So yeah, that. So yeah, um, Beyonce's dope, but she couldn't and still doesn't inspire me. <laughs> I see. I see.
1: Do you feel like they presented an unrealistic
0: image? Um, not unrealistic. I won't say unrealistic. Just minimal. We need more Minimal.
1: Like, limited in, in representation, I see.
0: Thank yeah. you, thank you. Because just yesterday, I was thinking to myself, thank God for City Girls. They they helped us claim back our power because I've been reading articles and stuff about um, people um, slut-shaming women still, like, oh, the reason the data game is bad because we um, women, we don't, we, what is it? We, we don't make a man wait anymore. But I feel like women are sexually so sexually liberated like women like the city girls is because we just fall the pace of men like we got tired of looking stupid looking like woo pam-poo waiting like getting our heart broken after uh just getting our heart broken and expecting mutual love so it came to the point where it's just like oh he gonna sleep around I'm gonna do it too I'm not saying it's right but they, we just trying to keep up with the pace like oh clearly they... Don't want love. They just want to get their freak on. So let me match them, and then.
1: Yeah, the world is changing on both sides. I think both sides of the aisle. Um, it's kind of, I think it's kind of sad that they, um, they burden women with that that responsibility of like decaying or, and you know, in their in their, um, understanding decaying the ethics or or morals or whatever. But I think men and women, I think move in parallel in mm. all things. Yes. universally. So I I don't think you can impute that kind of um, on I don't think you can impute that just on one side alone. You know, it's like it's like when you when you're on a when you're on a plane, right, which side is more important? Yeah or which wing is more important? Ooh. <laughs> both, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna say one is you know, you're not gonna say, ah, you, you need one more than the other. Nah, if one go off, both sides is going down, you know. So I, yeah, I think they're moving in lockstep. So you know with the city girls, you know Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Cupcake, you know they all present an image of kind of a vibrant female sexuality, comfortable with itself. And so why do you think that's speaking to more people now?
0: Hi, Key. I think women been freaks from the jump. It's just <laughs> like if we think about like grief mythology and just like historically, like pussy been around. It's just that. You know, some people are ignorant and don't want to read. (laughs) And they think the history is old and outdated. But history teaches us. And it's a transferable skill, transferable knowledge, not just transferable skill. Uh, But It it, frames everything. Yep. Yes, patterns, patterns. Because we all have the human race in common. Um, Same thing, just a different decade. And it's just... I think just social, social influence, like people saying, well, if it's okay for them, then it's okay for me. So kind of like a ripple effect of following leader. So they see people doing it and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, we'll do it too. And it's just a movement of, well, I've been one of this. I was just too afraid because unfortunately, um, going back to my theories on slut shaming, the world isn't nice to a sexually confident woman. Like it, it's right. to a point and I've seen it f- from personal experiences and women around me. Like you get denied job opportunities. You get treated a certain way. Even if you're the smartest, good integrity, you ain't a liar. If you right. g- getting a freak on or it's perceived that you're getting your freak on, especially frequently with a frequent amount of people or in a, a large right. amount of people, um, that taints your image. So I think just more people, more women getting comfortable with saying, hey, I've been a freak, but now I'm more open to expressing it. And also understanding that getting your freak on can exist outside of a relationship because some people can't mm-hmm. get relationships, can't get married. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a large conceptual leap for the dominant narrative, you know, that that, that can exist outside, you know, those parameters of fidelity. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I see it question. Oh. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Uh what, well I'm curious about more of your podcast questions and are you interested in starting a podcast?
1: You know you know, I some people have told me that I should... uh every now and then I someone has told me that I should maybe try start you know, start one. I've never gotten around to it. Um never been on a podcast, so this is my first this is a first for me though. Um <laughs> so thanks thanks for what for Deflowering my podcast experience. Yes, yes. Right. Um, so you know, you know, I agree with you in that I think, I think fundamentally, human nature is unchanged. This is just my personal belief. Um, it's 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 static all throughout time. Um, human nature, the human condition. So I just think what we're able to see is kind of a a more democratization of of diverse experiences um that people can see reflected you know uh there used to be a monopoly of just this one experience or model for a lot of people to see but but like you said they've always this has always been around um now not the only difference is we're able to present you know more of a panorama panoramic view
0: and we have more tools to document this expression yeah before yeah. it was before it was just oral storytelling and then it got to writing and then it got to pictures and videos and now you got so- full social media platforms. So it's evolved. But they people banging they freak on.
1: That reminds me, you know, I did I did just wanna uh thank you for the perspective you shared in episode seven. That was the I believe that was the one, the sandwich, you know, the sandwich one. Yes. And I think in the Yeah. And I think in the narrative that you provided with your friend Lily, I, I think her name was. Or, uh, I think it succeeded, in I think you succeeded in presenting a balanced perspective from both genders, while being instructive for male listeners. You know that that episode.
0: Thank you so much for that, because I really, and I'll be one hundred. I am. I have been guilty of being misandristic. Um, and that's like the hatred of men. Uh, but uh-huh. I understand what my. My responsibility with feminism. I think there's men who really want to help, but we gotta, um, as women, if we want more from men, we gotta break it down. Um, we gotta break it down. Tell tell them what we want. Cause I've been on the other end where there's been dating experts. They'll just ambiguously explain like, "Oh, you women are hard to deal with. Y'all expect too much." Da 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 da. Like, okay, what are what what is what's the game plan then? What's the solution? Like we got the problem. What can we do? So that's my hope mm. with it. It's like um giving men tangible tools, like action steps to mm. to try.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel that. Yeah, and I and I definitely I you know, I could see that how that could be useful from that episode. So I was glad for that, you know, for that that episode, that narrative. Um Only have, uh, I think only one more question left that comes to mind. And that question is, um, what insights do you hope people will ultimately gain from the sweet pasta experience? Because from what I've seen so far, it is an experience. (laughs)
0: Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm laughing and giggling because uh, I know to the world, especially to my family, they just think, like yeah, I could be fearless. I'm adventurous, but I'm still human. I still got my self limits and beliefs. So just the fact that you peep it, they're like yeah, it's an experience. Like you digging it. I I don't take that for granted. Uh, what insights mm. do I hope to gain uh, for women? For women, I definitely I want to. I definitely don't want to give them advice because Lord knows there's enough advice out there. Uh, mm. <laughs> and I trust women to have their own compass of life to navigate it. Uh, but just Just know that they are capable of expressing themselves. That's what I want for women. Uh, Express yourself. Be liberated. Um, And it doesn't have to be in regards to getting your freak on, but just know that your story, someone needs to hear either because it matches theirs or they need a new perspective on a different reality of the world. And then for men, um, my goal, this is especially for the socially awkward, the nerdy guys. Uh, I want them to understand that you don't have to be an F-boy. You don't have to be a player, emotionally detached, uh, numb person, and just empower men of all types that you can get some pussy and you can get a good woman who will want you uh, by being yourself. Like You can get some pussy as a nerd. You can get some pussy as uh, a guy who speaks multiple languages. You can get some pussy with a couple zits on your face and some glasses. Like, you don't have to be the stereotypical uh, macho man. Um, It's just helping men understand the female perspective, like how we think. Not to complain, but here's just some insight. Uh, Wow. Wow, thank
1: you. Thank you, man. Wow. Hey, I appreciate this
0: time. I appreciate it. For sure, for sure. Okay, so thank you so much, Curious, once again for being bold enough to act on, uh, your curiosity, and then to all my Sweet Pasta fans, those who are listening, um, thank y'all so much for listening to my podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe to all my social medias, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Sweet Pasta One Thousand, because I don't keep it one hundred, I keep it one thousand, and then on my OnlyFans, Sweet Pasta One Thousand, because you know your girl got body, but. She also got bills. So help me out. And in my TikTok, as of now, is I Love Sweet Pasta 1000. Um, and to all my princess hoes, remember that you're worth the effort, you're worth the pursuit. And if no one loves you, Sweet Pasta does. Okay, I gotta go. Bye.